reading from chapter 24, the Madhulila, text 42. Jaya Jaya Sri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jai Gaur Bhakta Vrinda Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Tatapio Keha Kichu Vyakta Nahi Kari Dukabhada Pailena Sabe Antare. Still, no one disclosed this news to the Lord. They all kept their feelings of distress in their hearts. Omigana Timarandasya Gananjana Shalakaya Taksur Unmulatamyena Tasmai Sri Gurave Namaha Sri Chaitanya Mano Bhishtam Tapitam yena bhutale sayam rupa kadamayam dadati svapadantikam pancha kalpa tarubhyascha kripa sindhu bhayevacha patitanam pavanebhyo vaishnavebhyo namo nama sri krishna chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda, Sri Advaita Gadadhar, Shivas Adi Gaur Bhakta Vrinda. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. So, greetings from New Jersey. I guess this COVID vice, uh, pandemic is still looming in the background. Um, although it seems like after the summer, things have opened up. So it's still good to see such a nice participation here. And it's so good for me because the way I've studied is I've always taught. Tamal Krishnamarj once told me he, in Mumbai that he was working so hard and he didn't have time to study. And he, he asked Prabhupada and Prabhupada said, you know, just speak that 15 minutes of speaking is, is, is equal to two hours of studying. So it's really great now. I used to have once a week. Now I have three classes a week, actually four, if you include, I also do a Russian Sangha. So I get this, you know, for an hour, I get to really study the Shastra. I'm not that prepared for it. Maybe the Bhagavatam I am. But here we know the story. Uh, we're in the midst of the beginnings of the Sankirtan movement, where Lord Chaitanya is doing these nocturnal kirtans. Probably beginning at six in the evening, and they continue. And um, devotees are experiencing rasa. These kirtans and the association is bringing their sentiments of devotion for Lord Chaitanya 
and for Krishna to the platform of rasa. There's bhakti bhava and bhakti rasa. Bhava is premankur. It's when God's mercy descends on you and you really fully understand your relationship with Krishna and your consciousness becomes one with the Lord's internal potency, like an iron rod and fire. But that's Baba. But Prema is Sandrandana Visheshatma. It's when it becomes very thick. Baba is Prema in Loxity, just like the sun rays. And Rasa is Prema in density like the sun planet. So they're relishing it at a very high level. And I think one theme here that's I think a very important to Krishna consciousness and, and, and one that is always very much on my mind and something that I appreciate is the consciousness of thinking of others before yourself. You, you can't engage in bhakti unless you have that consciousness. I was speaking to someone who was talking to me that, you know, they, they, they used to watch a lot of sports and they tell me they don't watch sports anymore. And, and the reason they gave is that it takes my happiness out of my destiny because in spiritual life, your happiness is your, what you do, not what happens to you. But then he said, but on another hand, you know, when you're young, maybe it does have a purpose because the concept of team takes you out of the sense of, of, I am the center. You learn, you learn that kind of lesson. Anyway, without, there's no reason for me to analyze this very deeply, but I, I think the point is there. Bhakti means stepping out of the center. So when we go to Radhakund, before we enter, we, we pray to Dham Eshwar, Kundeshwar, Mahadev, the Lord Shiva, who's the presiding deity of the false ego. Because if you think you're the center, you'll never be able to worship who is. So Bhakti has this conception of attracting you to the, to, attracting you out of the narcissist, narcissistic consciousness that I'm the center. So it has a way of doing that. by attracting you to the center. That's what reading the Bhagavatam is. That's what having a guru means. That's what worshiping the deity means. That's what visiting the Dham means. To be happy in love that something is, is greater than yourself. 
because it's not our constitution and we can't be envious that we're not dissenter. We're not. There can only be one center and we're not. But our position is not disadvantageous <coughs> because the center does not mean a greater experience of of love and happiness. So this kind of consciousness starts to manifest in a devotee. Is there any service for me? You start to look at people in terms of objects of service, not objects of exploitation. And that's a Vaishnava. He actually has a taste for that. And he has a distaste for the other. Just like in the Brihad Bhagavatamrita with Gop Kumar, when he was going to one Vaishnava after another, looking for the topmost recipient of Krishna's mercy. And when he would glorify each Vaishnava, they, would, they wouldn't want to hear. It's antithetical to the experience of devotion in their hearts if they accept that. That's why the consciousness of a guru should not be guru. It should be disciple. The guru should be looking up first. As a service to my guru, I help others. Therefore, the disciple becomes the guru as a service, I help others. And I, I start to see that way. And that's the whole purpose of kirtan. As soon as you start to think that you're central to the, whether you're playing Madanga or leading kirtan, Pradyumna Prabhu told me, I think a Bhaktivinoda commentary on the verse, Trinata peace, Anichena, Torora peace, Ahishnana, Amanina, Madanena, Kirtaniya Sadahari. He said, more humble than a blade of grass. So he said, what is this Trinata P. Kirtan? He said, if you look at a lawn, it's very beautiful. And the, the blades of grass are contributions to that effect. But no blade of grass stands out and says, look at me. So same thing, the experience of kirtan is never the concept, look at me. And that's why sankirtan is more powerful than just kirtan. If you think that sankirtan means a congregation of people together, because group bliss is greater than individual bliss, because if you belong to a group activity, it gives you the opportunity to move out of the center. And if you take it, your experience of Krishna and the holy name will be greater.
So this is, um, so they're having this incredible kirtan in that mood of kirtan seva in that unified mind. Again, the blade of grass, it's the effect, it's not you. So kirtan, saying kirtan means the effect, it's not you. And people who chant in that mood, love, then Krishna, the name, reciprocates and manifests himself fully. This is such an important point in chanting, that the name is Krishna. And as any, and any, and, and the name is Krishna, and Krishna is a person, and any person reveals themselves to the degree that one is in a mood of service. So one who does kirtan in a mood of service, the name manifests more fully, and that's called shudanam. And therefore, when you hear that chanting, you have a higher revelatory manifestation of the holy name, and it'll have more of an effect on your, your heart. So here, Srivas Thakur is hearing these wailing, and he goes in, he finds out his son died, and his consideration is not to disturb the Lord. On the highest philosophical platform that he could powerfully communicate to the ladies and which he realized that Our eternal relationship is with Krishna and others are temporary. Doesn't mean they're not important. Does not mean we don't connect them to Krishna. Does not mean that we don't have affection for people. But the highest platform, we're not the body, we're the soul. So he doesn't see death as the end of his son's existence. In fact, he probably thinks because of the atmosphere and the kirtan, his son has achieved a higher conception, a higher realization. And he doesn't have materially attachments. And then the worry got out, but no one would tell the Lord. No one would tell the Lord. They up, kept their feelings of distress in their hearts. This is important for two reasons. One, again, it shows where the Vaishnav is. Lord Chaitanya himself, in his highest moods of separation, didn't exhibit them publicly. He waited till at night he was in the Gambira. And it describes because he didn't want to disturb his devotees how he was always considerate, always thinking of them. Not that he was God and he only thought of himself. He thought very much of his devotees. And the other thing, and this is a principle that people don't realize, I follow it, is 
when there's bad news, unless there's a practical reason to share it, I don't. Because bad news travels quickly and someone else will do that service of distressing someone. That's why when Uddhava came to Vrindavan and met Vidura, he didn't immediately say that Krishna left the world. And the commentaries say that that's a, a principle of culture. Uh, those who are here, I, uh, I hope you read my new Monday morning greeting. I got quite a response from it in many, many ways. Ramapad Swami wrote me, Giriraj Swami wrote me how much they appreciated it. Other people wrote me and um, and Ridanadamaj wrote me and we we have a disagreement. But it's nice because disagreement doesn't mean enemies. And a lot of times disagreement and discussion means if you do it properly, you hone your own conceptions. So I'm listening to what he has to say, see if I can hone my conceptions. Hopefully he's listening to what I have to say. But, you know, he was presenting how, you know, culture is very arbitrary. And Indian culture is very arbitrary. So I'm up to the dialogue where I'm gonna ask him the question. As we advance, in, in Krishna consciousness, we meditate on Krishna, we meditate on Krishna's pastimes. Are those pastimes a historical, ev evolutionary culture that Krishna adopted just because he came to India? Or, that culture, which happens to parallel, if you meditate on Krishna's pastimes, it happens to parallel India. So are those pastimes, does it parallel India because Krishna appeared in India and he adopted the customs of the people there for preaching or whatever reason? Or was he manifesting the spiritual world? And I'm pretty certain in our philosophy, Krishna was manifesting the spiritual world. And therefore, the Indian culture, which parallels that, is very important and essential for our spiritual life. Now, it doesn't mean to put on a dhoti and a sari. It means to understand that principle and apply it appropriately. Interesting, interesting. I really like this conception and I, I really want to promote it in my discussions um, with a few intellectually minded devotees that I'm in correspondence with that um, 
disagreement doesn't mean enemies. And that's the way it's become in the world. Um, and it's very unfortunate. Because it, it's based on a logical fallacy. And the logical fallacy is, is because you disagree with a, a, a evidence, you're negating the original point. Like, for example, if you're a Republican, or, or let's say you're a person and you disagree with one of the policies of the Democrats, it doesn't mean you're a Republican. And if you're a Republican and you disagree with one of the points of the Democrats, and if you're a, a Democrat, oh wait, if you're a Republican and you disagree with one of the points of the Democrat, it doesn't mean you're Republican. And if you're a Democrat and you disagree with one of the points of the, well, I'm going to say it at the end. If you're a per, sometimes if you're a person and you disagree with a point of a Republican, it doesn't mean that you're a Democrat. And if you're a person, Wait, wait, okay, I got to take a few deep breaths. I'll get it. If you're a person and you disagree with a point of Republican, it doesn't mean you're a Democrat. And if you're a person and you disagree with a, a point of a Democrat, it doesn't mean you're, you're, you're a Republican. And what's happening, this type of fallacy is ruining critical thinking. Because people are not allowed to question doctrines without being pigeonholed in a particular point. So it actually stifles intellectual and critical growth as the world has become so tribal now. So what I like to do, and you see with my Monday morning greetings, have an intellectual discussion. So I disagree with Redayananda Marge. It, it doesn't mean that I'm, you know, uh, a right-wing conservative and he disagrees with me. It doesn't mean that he's a left-wing liberal. So uh, I'm just saying this, but uh, this point is the next point I'll bring to him. If Krishna appears in this world and his pastimes parallel in Indian culture. Is that because he adopted the culture of where he appeared or that where he appeared reflects the culture of the spiritual world? Okay, stay tuned. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll let you know. And here's the difference. He never lived in India. He never liked India. I never, I hardly lived in America. I lived in India. So we have different experiences, but this is what I want because it's not even there in the world and it's hardly there in spiritual societies. Dialectic, where people can discuss. It's called Vada. The highest form of debate is, is not with the objective to win. It's called Vada. It's with the objective to have the truth. So I'm not entering the dialogue to prove my point. I'm entering the dialogue to actually find the truth.
But as you can see, which what I feel, and of course, this is called vestments. It's kind of my religious dress. So it certainly has significance for me in my ashram, my identification. Okay, so these devotees, they didn't want to tell Lord Chaitanya. Just consider it. Sri Gaurasunda, the crest jewel of omniscient persons, placed the question before everyone present there. So he's God, so God is omniscient. He knows everything. The Lord said, I can't explain how I feel today. Has so distress entered the house of Srivast? Shivas replied, Oh Lord, what distress could I have when your pleasing lotus face is in my house? Love of Godhead. The eternal relationship with God is more important than the temporal relations with his family. It's not something that one can adopt artificially. Generally, we work through our desires. We don't immediately transcend them. But that's who he is. Panchatattvat makam krishnam bhaktarupa sarupakam bhaktavataram bhaktakyam namami bhakti shakti kam The bhakta in the panchatattva, the devotee, is, is Srivas. It's an incarnation of Narada Muni. Eventually, devotees informed what had happened to Srivas Pandit's son. The Lord gravely asked, how long did this happen? Ago did this happen? He was then informed the incident occurred early in the morning. So actually, I was wrong. They were doing kirtan in the morning. Kirtaniya Sadahari, Kirtaniya Sadahari. Prabhu was asked, what is the result of Kirtan? He said, more Kirtan. Bhakti, Sanjayate, Bhakti. Bhakti causes Bhakti. Fearing that your ecstasy would be disturbed, Srivas did not inform anyone about this. So, ecstasy. Not only the Lord's ecstasy, but devotees control their ecstasies. There's stories of the great devotees, I think, fanning the Lord, controlling their ecstasy. Because they're not interested to ecstasy. They're interested in the pleasure of the Lord. That is ecstasy. But not because you do it for ecstasy. You do it for the Lord's ecstasy. But that's the nature of love. The nature of love is you get more happiness from the pleasure of your beloved than you do for yourself. That's how Jiva Goswami defines happiness. It is nearly seven and a half hours since this child left his body. Now please give us permission to perform the last rites. On hearing about Srivasa's wonderful activities, the Lord remembered Govinda. He's thinking how wonderful Krishna is, how wonderful his devotee is, how dedicated he is to me. The Lord said, how will I give up 
such association. Speaking these words, Mahaprabhu began to cry. So what is he crying for? Separation. As said in Ramananda's Samvad, that great discussion between Lord Chaitanya and Ramananda Roy on the bank of the Godavari, what is the greatest pain? Separation from a devotee. And now you understand, Lord Chaitanya is in the highest emotional state. So the symptom of bhava is the heart melts. What, it, what does it mean melts? It, 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 it moves by external, external um, influence, incitement. And prema, the heart melts completely. So he's very sensitive. The son of his devotee is left. He begins to cry. And Lord Chaitanya is crying for seeing like what devotion this person has. After speaking in this way, Mahaprabhu cried profusely. Devotees became thoughtful on hearing him speak of renunciation. He began to cry. Just seeing what makes us cry. Something extraordinary, some extraordinary manifestation of love or sacrifice, compassion or humility. What makes us cry is when we see a manifestation of the soul. You know, the soul, I read this in one commentary, I don't remember it is, it first manifests in the qualities of the mood of seva, the mood of humility, the mood of compassion, the mood of gratitude. These are the symptoms of the soul. The Lord is just crying, it's the soul. It's very sensitive. Also appreciation, he's appreciating. Srivas Thakur, he's in separation from the family of Srivas Thakur leaving. The devotees discussed among themselves, but they could not understand when such a calamity would occur. They concluded the Lord sighed deeply and cried loudly because he would eventually leave household life and accept sannyas. Near Doya, there's a ghat in the Ganga near Lord Chaitanya's house that's called Near Daya. Daya means compassion or mercy. Near Daya means without compassion or mercy. Because when Lord Chaitanya did take sannyas and he crossed the river from a particular ghat at night, that ghat became named as Nirdoya because there was such devastation among his devotees. 
when the Lord became somewhat pacified in seeing the child, he prepared to take the child for performing its last rites. The Lord then a- asked the dead child, why are you leaving Srivasa's house? The child replied, O Lord, this is destiny arranged by you who has the power to change it. This is a basic core philosophical point that he's, this boy who's been brought back to life has realized. My business is to not change destiny. My business is to change my response to it. I've repeated this again and again, but this is actually the key to happiness to develop this consciousness. To be focused on my behavior and my response, not what comes to me. You respond to it. But the focus is not trying to control destiny. Our focus is trying to serve destiny. And when you have that attitude, what becomes important is the service and not the external event. And therefore you rise among duality because a lot of times the most difficult, disturbing events offer the greatest opportunity for service. All the devotees were struck with wonder to hear the dead child reply to the Lord's question. The Lord said, I stayed and enjoyed, the child said, I stayed and enjoyed as long as I was destined to live in this body. So at your birth, what is set, what is practically fixed is your boga, your enjoyment, and your death. That's fixed. For all of us, it's already fixed. That destined time is now completed, so I cannot remain longer. Now I'm going to enter another predestined body. My destined time in this body is finished, so I cannot stay. Be merciful so that I may not forget you. That's my only concern. It's not changing the body. It's the consciousness one is in. And that's the greatest tragedy. Not changing the body, but the consciousness in which one does it. And therefore, Krishna's first instruction to Arjuna is, Asochan anvasochas tvam pragyavadam chabashase gatasun agatasun chatnanu panditi. So, although you're speaking learned words, Arjuna, you were a fool. The wise lament neither for the living nor the dead. O Lord, who is anyone's father and who is anyone's son? Everyone enjoys the fruits of his own karma. Now he's in a position. So now in that position, He's saying, these parents are not any more important than all the other parents I have. They're important to that body. They're not important to my soul. So the child is also quite self-realized. I offer my obeisances at the feet of you and your lotus, your associates. Please do not consider my offenses. I am leaving now. 
So that's what one's concerned with. Even when Prabhupada left, he, he, he wanted to apologize to his god brothers. And he did. If I spoke harshly or I spoke this, I'm not saying he made a mistake. But that's what he did. After speaking in, in this way, the child's body became silent, such as the wonderful pastimes of Garanga. After hearing those extraordinary topics from the mouth of the dead child, the devotees all floated in bliss. Shiva's family forgot their lamentation and distress for their child, became agitated in ecstatic love for Krishna. In their ecstatic love, Shiva's family members caught hold of the Lord's feet and began to cry. Janma janma tumi pita mata puta prabhu tomara charana yena se pasari kabu birth after birth you are our father, mother, son and master. May we never forget your lotus feet. Yekani sakani prabhu kena janma nahi tomara charana yena prema bhakti rahe O oh Lord, it does not matter where we take birth, but may we always have loving devotion to your lotus feet. Charibai Prabhura, Charanakaku Kari, Chatur Dige Bhakti Gana, Kande Uchashwari, as the four brothers offered humble obeisances at the Lord's feet, the devotees in the four directions began to cry loudly. So I think Srivas had many brothers. Krishna Premi Chatur Dige Utila Krandan, Krishna Premi Maya Haila Srivas Bhavan. The sound of crying and ecstatic love for Krishna rose in the four directions as the entire house of Srivas became filled with love of Krishna. The Lord said, listen Srivas Pandit, you know well the nature of material existence. Now this is a, an important philosophical point. The miseries of material existence do not affect you. Even one who sees you is not affected by such miseries. Nityananda and, and, and I are your two sons. So you should no longer feel any grief in heart. On hearing the most compassionate words from the mouth, lotus mouth of the Lord, the devotees in the four directions chanted Jai Jai. The Lord and his associates then performed kirtan and they took the child to the Ganges. After performing the appropriate rituals and taking bath in the Ganges, they returned home while chanting the holy names of the Lord. The Lord and his devotees returned to their respective homes and Srivast's family became overwhelmed. One who hears these confidential topics will certainly attain the wealth of ecstatic love for Krishna. I offer my obeisances at the feet of Srivast, whose sons were Gorachandra and Nityananda. These wonderful pastimes took place in Navadvip. The devotees accept them, the non-devotees do not. The topics of Madhya Kanda are most extraordinary for a ch dead child's narration 
on spiritual topics is included among them. In this way, Sri Gaurasundha continually enjoyed the happiness of Sankirtan in Navadweep. The Lord relished the mellows of ecstatic love and had no interest in family affairs. What to speak of other duties, he could not even worship Lord Vishnu. When he sat down to worship Lord Krishna after taking bath, his clothing and entire body became soaked with ecstatic tears of love. He would then go out, change his cloth, and re return to worship. Then again, his cloth would become soaked with tears of love. And he would again go out and clean himself. In this way, he would simply continue to change his cloth. And because of ecstatic love, he was unable to offer any worship to Vishnu. In this way, the Lord of Vaikuntha was absorbed in the mellows of devotional service as he day and night enjoyed pastimes in Navadvi. Sri Krishna Chaitanya Nityananda Chandajan Vrindavana Dasatachu Parayugagan Accepting Sri Krishna Chaitanya and Nityananda Prabhu as my life and soul, I, Vrindavandas, sing the glories of their lotus feet. So next chapter will be the scriptures of the mercy bestowed on Shuklambar and Vijay and the Lord's desire to accept sannyas. So anybody like to share any reflections? Hare Krishna, Hare Bola Maharaj. Okay. So many reflections today, um, uh, especially the part about debate. The point of the debate is not to win, but to find the truth. And I, I, I that's just sort of mind blowing. And I wish the whole world could could hear that message from you today. Yeah. And also, I also try to win, but that that's my that's my <laughs> attitude. Yeah. yeah. And there's also something that um, Shaitanya Charan said in a class recently that I was just remembering. He said that to your, to your point about the cultural, he said, let me make sure I get that. He said that what is cultural is not always traditional and what is traditional is not always spiritual. Um, and I really like the way he said that because he was saying that sometimes what's become cultural is not the tradition, and yet we think of the tradition, it's not always spiritual. So I thought it, I was I was thinking about that when you were talking about your points with um, H.D. Goswami and, and those discussions. Okay, thank you. Okay, someone else? Okay. A few people want to say hello. Hi, Krishna Maharaj. Yeah, it just so happens that that um, Jamuna's favorite reflection was also mine about why we enter into um, discussion. You know, to to understand truth, not to assert your superiority basically <laughs> right right yeah thank you anybody else hi krishna maharaj it's leila vrindavan 
in Yamunavihari. We'll see you guys soon, right? Yes. Yeah. We're Be coming back. next week. Back in six days, Marish. Tomorrow, I'm going up to um, that ashram. Great. I'm not going on the weekend. They'll have a big function, but there'll be quite a few devotees there. And he really wants to show me and walk me around the property. And he said, get my vision for the place also. And several God brothers will also be there. So that's wow. really, yeah, it's really cool. Um, I, I'll probably uh, send you a message sometime today too. Okay. Harry okay. Thanks. Thanks for coming. Great. Okay. Anybody else? Hare Krishna Maharaj, Gopinath here. Okay. I, I might as well tell you now. <laughs> Tota, just in case I have to walk the land, see if you can find like just a, 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 like some rubber boots, high boots or something. Okay. My size. You know my size. Yes. Okay. 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 Anybody else? Hey, Christian, good morning. Welcome to. Hi, Bo. Okay. Hi, Bo. Great to see both of you guys. I, regulars. I like regulars. <laughs> Thank you for a great class. I just got to start with the right point and then I'll get going. So <laughs> it, was, it was the right point. But it's so nice. It's so nice to actually hear regularly. And this pandemic has brought it to another level, actually. So I see that devotees are advancing more than ever because this is how you advance. It's by the hearing. But really to go to the temple for class, it's like such an endeavor in the social life and the things and you don't know who's speaking and you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's nice, but it becomes more social and entertaining. But this, I, I'm not always, but this really has some you know, unless you're living in a temple as a morning Bhagavatam class and you're attending regularly, but who can do that? So this is really cool. I like it. I'm very grateful. Anybody else? Hi, Bo. Hare Krishna. Hi, Bo. Sri Radhika. Hi, Bo. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Grace class. Thank you, Mark. Oh, I'm missing your mother. She's yeah, working she's again. Yeah, she's having huh? a meeting again. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. She sent her regards. Thank okay. You. Okay. I send my regards too. Okay. Who else? Hare Krishna, Krishna Maharaj. Morning. Oh, Kiko. Haribo. Haribo. I just saw uh, Pradamuna Prabhu last night. And you we talked who? about Pradam. I'm not, I'm not saying Pradyumna. it right. Prabhu. Pradyumna. Huh? Pradyumna? Yes, yes. Yes, yeah. at the Bhakti Center. Um. And we talked about meeting at your um, yatra, your retreat at the Pumpkin Hello. Oh, yeah, he came. That was amazing. Yeah. You met him there? Yes. And I saw him again yesterday. Okay. I hope you offered your deep respects. Oh, yes, totally. How Prabhupada <laughs> loved him so much. He oh. was Prabhupada's Sanskrit editor. Wow. What an honor. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Akiko. Thank you. You see him again, offering my respects. Oh, my absolutely. Okay. Of course. Okay. Anybody else? Hare Krishna, Guru Maharaj. Oh, Krishna. Krishna. Wow. Hare Krishna. <laughs> I, I, I want, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, I wanted to, 
I want to say that I really like your uh, this week's morning greeting when you talked about uh, what which Indian culture should have brought to the West that will enhance our cultivation of bhakti, and uh, you clarified uh, many important points which come puzzled me before, and especially I am from China and this cultural conscience is very significant while we were um, doing some preachings or um, reaching out to people. There's always some, um, like for the Chinese, it's very hard for them to accept some Indian elements. So we have been thinking, so what is actually the Indian part and what is the spiritual and bhakti part? So we have been thinking about that. So this article and the one from before about the Krishna West and something really yeah, yeah. helped a lot, clarify a lot. That's, so that's what I'm trying to do. Has Radha Charan read that? Yeah, I think so. Okay, important to him. I think you've been hunkered down there for eight months. Yes, right. And we it, are still it, waiting. It doesn't seem like it's going to end. It seems like this may be your eternal relationship with Mahaprabhu. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what happened, uh, but the, we just got the news that the Indian has just begun reopened for business visa. So people are saying that, oh, there's more hope. Maybe the uh, airlines will be open more like that. But not yet. Okay. Yes. Thank okay. you so okay. much. Hi, Anybody else? Good morning, Maharaj. Oh, Isabel. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Thank you for class. Okay, thank you for being on class. I like regulars. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, anybody else? Hare Krishna Maharaj, this is Himala Tarada. Thank you so much for class. Hi, Bo. Great. Hi, Bo Maharaj. Okay, I love that people here regularly. Okay, I'm going to go. I actually did kind of a, a near Jala Kadasi yesterday. That's, well, that means I'm back in my groove. And fasting just doesn't affect me. I don't, it's like, and I think that's good. I can eat a lot or I can eat nothing. So it's kind of a good body. Okay, Haribo, Vanshukopa, Tarubya, Sakavis, Tarubya.